And it was another crazy week in the NFL. A couple more upsets. Certainly some uh, results I wasn't expecting, Boxhead. Yeah, a couple of shocks. Uh, the way of the world, I guess, in the NFL. You roll up a little complacent or you come off a bit of travel or a bit underdone and you can get punched in the mouth. But that Lions game, I certainly didn't see that one coming. No, I don't think many people did, mate. The Vikings, 0-3, now three in a row and beat the 49ers. Yeah, big result. I watched that, sat down and watched that last night, actually. It was good. Yeah, the the Bills, who a couple of weeks ago, everyone was big on again. Travel last week, lose to the Jags, have to travel back this week, lose to the Pats, who have been struggling. So a couple of the contenders are taking some body blows in terms of seeding positions in the NFC and AFC. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Flattening out a little bit, I guess. The flip side of that for two teams, the opposite. Philly take back control of the NFC at 6-1, and and the Chiefs, they're already three, three, uh, sorry, three clear in their own division. Yeah. Pretty much almost got themselves guaranteed or wouldn't say guaranteed, but are looking like one of the teams that's going to be the one or two seed in the AFC. Mm. And yeah, that's despite the fact they've been struggling offensively so far. Yeah. So interesting week. And we talked about some trades last <laughs> week. One of the first sort of big moves to happen. Philly was one of the teams we mentioned in the secondary. Well, surprise, surprise. Traded a fifth and a sixth from next year in Terrell Edmonds. So they only had on a small contract to get Kevin Bayard, the pro bowler, from the Titans. Yeah. So, Smart, I think, from both. Bayard's been at Tennessee for a while now. Yeah, seven or eight years. Restructured his deal at the start of the year. Probably um, thinking, you know, I, I want to be in the mix to win a championship. So. Well, it's a win-win. He goes to a contender. They only give away a couple of late picks. He's off contract at the end of the year. So if he's good, he yep. ends up there. If not, he's got a shot at a ring and he's a free agent. Yeah. So it's a win-win all around. But like you said, they're in win mode right now. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And we talked about their game. We'll get to that when we talk about it. But the fact that it was, you know, can that D-line get to that poor O-line or can the offense be dressed up? And they showed that with their both their lines, their offense and defensive line, their run game, what they've improved on in, you know, their receiving and hurts. And even though he's been a bit more turnover prone this year, the only one real gaping hole right now has been the secondary. Mm. So to pick up. Pro Bowl class player on the back end at this point in the season with the strengths they've got everywhere else. It's a, it's a big move. Exactly. Um, Gerrard, no surprise, always talking. Said they're open for business, but they won't be chasing anybody. That makes no sense at all. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to chase anyone, but we're open for business. Come well, us. Which one is it? Yeah. And if you know you need something, which I think after the injuries they've had on the defense, it's probably not a bad idea. I don't know why you'd advertise that if you weren't keen. Um, Derek Henry, there was a little bit of talk around him today. Titans, like we spoke about, situation there. Last year, the contract, given another deal, what would you do there? I think it's time to clear the decks. Spoke about yeah, that. provided I think that you can get the right, like you're not selling him for for unders. No, nah, not for unders, but, but knowing that the deal's coming to an end, it's also a bit like the Premier League style things when they come to the last year of their contract. If you're going to get nothing at all. Oh, is he in the last year, is he? And you're not going to re-sign. I'm pretty sure he's coming to the final year. Okay. So in terms of moving a contract or re-signing someone, like where they sort of stand, if, you know, a Bayard and him and Tannehill certainly not going to be their long-term option, play the, the two that we said they've drafted, like for them, surely you start to have a look at what you've got. Yeah. Simmons and some of the parts on the defense that they've locked in, fair enough. That's the strength of the team moving forward, but maybe there's a few pieces if you know things aren't quite going the way you want that you strip back. Yeah. But... Yeah, wait to see a bit more there. Me, Cole, we talked about last week. Back to the Chiefs. Big play this week on special teams. More talk around Devontae. They've shut it down again, um, despite his comments last week. 
been frustrated with not seeing the ball and plenty of noise around him. People saying he's basically wasting his best years now being where he is. Yeah. Um, but they're adamant he's not going anywhere. So that was probably the big target that was hanging out there. Um, and with basically a week left to go, we'll, we'll see if there's any more trades. Your guys, the Falks, they put a trade in. They got Van Jefferson for a sixth rounder. Yeah. And then a seventh and Van went the other way. So pretty much I think they're again from the team that we spoke about, the Rams, just offloading a bit of cap and a couple of players. They got Nakua, they got Cup. Tutu Atwell stepped up this year, so yep. probably just a bit of excess. Um, but I like yeah. Van Jefferson. Yeah, well, he showed some promise early, but hasn't obviously quite kicked on there, but an opportunity. Low risk for both teams, late round picks. So Correct. Yep. See what happens. But let's jump into the games. Speaking of, uh, New Orleans down 31-24 to the Jags, who have certainly taken control of the South, it seems, for the time being. But similar to what we said last week, for Derek Carr, 55 throws, an opportunity here. A lot of the talk the whole time he was at the Raiders. Sorry, yeah, the Raiders. You know, don't have the line, don't have the weapons, don't have this, don't that. Well, there's no excuses here now. They've got weapons. They've got a good defense. Kamara's back. Pretty much hammered him in the running game and as an outlet player. Threw 55 passes. Um, But it's starting to probably come up a little bit like we talked about here. For them, is, is this the right way forward? Yeah. Yeah, there's some questions being raised, definitely. Um. They, yeah, they just struggle to move the ball. Yeah, and I think the big part, like people run say, run heavy game. Like both teams ran the ball. Both quarterbacks struggled actually to get over two hundred yards each. Well, so. he threw fifty-five times, but he just takes the outlets a lot, and that's yeah. sort of the, the criticism. Can he take a bit of a risk, or can he push it? And usually takes the safe option, and they got in a bit of a hole here. They fought their way back late, um, but for the Jags. The red zone was the issue. They've just seemed to find more and more balances as the weeks have gone on. Yeah. Um, Trevor, not pushing things, but he's been safe. Etienne, two more touchdowns on the ground. Their line's been better since Robinson come back. Their defense gets better and better every week. And, yeah, at the moment, five and two. They pretty much control their own destiny in the south with yeah, a couple going, of others dropping the ball. And, they're going very good, and they, get, they seem to be getting better and progressing each week, which is a good sign. And yeah, for New Orleans, like we said, 87 plays to 56, 37 minutes of possession. You've got all that control, but what are you converting it into? Correct. And that yeah. comes down to your quarterback. Trevor Lawrence. So, Good player. Yeah. The uh, the Jags. I wanted, I wanted the Falcons to draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, well, they're just sort of ticking along nicely and the defensive moves. I think that was the year, the year before they let go of Matt Ryan. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, Olukawan and some bits on that side of the ball, they're doing their job, so they're just ticking along nicely. Yeah, they are. Not yeah. been spoken of in any you know glowing terms, but to be five and two. Uh, yeah, in a in a conference which is going to be hard to you know hard to win, but yeah, but like they've said, been as consistent as any team in that conference. For the Saints, the division's still open, but it's just more you know they thought this is a good move. Thomas is back healthy playing. You got Alave, got Shahid in. Got Hill, got you know multiple ways they can use their run game, their pass game. They're good on the defensive side of the ball, but it's just not really happening. Not at the moment. So, no. oh, yeah, I think they'll get better as well. Patience is going to have to be exercised, like we said last week, given the contract. But yeah. I think so far they'd be disappointed with the way things are going. Yeah, I agree. So frustrating loss for them, but good result for the Jags. Talking of the South, the NFC South for New Orleans, your Falcons, 16-13. Over the Bucks, and this was a frustrating watch. Desmond Ritter, um, 
certainly improving. Like we said, there's been hit and miss. There's been a couple of picks, but I think he's certainly getting better in the passing game. Come up with some big plays here, but three fumbles is unacceptable. Yeah, sure. He literally did his best to give this away. Fumble inside on your own 10, but the unforgivable one was the touchdown run that everyone thought he'd scored. And he fumbled a touchback by just simple ball security heading into the goal line. Handed possession back to Mayfield. They started to push up field, but luckily an overthrow and it was picked off by Richie Grant. Mm. But wasn't a game of the highest quality, let's put it that way. But three fumbles from your quarterback when he's been having interception trouble the other weeks. Yeah. There's so many positives here with some outlet plays and some long passes and that side of things growing, but the turnovers have to disappear. We ended up tipping... I think we tipped... Both tipped Tampa. I think I went Tampa because it was home game. But yeah, yeah I thought it would be close and scrappy and that's how it... And defense, and it turned into a defensive developed. game. It's, yeah, whatever team gets out of that division, at this stage, they look like cannon fodder. Mm. But it'll just depend on, you know, can Carr click in New Orleans and... I think Carolina can already put a pen through for this year. Yeah, no, I agree. I, but the other three... I'd, I'd probably put a pen through um, Tampa as well. I don't think they're playoffs. If they can't beat Atlanta there at home. But anyway. I think they're, they're the biggest problem. Like everyone, like you guys are working on your pass game. I think they've got no run game. Like Baker's done a pretty good job, I no, think. No, he has. I, but between yeah. him, Godwin and Evans, like if you constantly rely on... or New Orleans. When he's the one scrambling on third down for 10 yards to get your first down because you've got zero run game, that's not exactly what you're looking and for. And New Orleans, to me, have the best They've got the best roster, roster in that yeah. division. Yeah. And that's why I think for them, looking at it right now, um, mm. they'd, they're more complete all round. They definitely want and to see some improvement. Be good because massive rivalry, Atlanta, mm. New Orleans. So. But for the Falcons, given, like I said, the turnovers and the situation, to get away with this one, they'd be very happy. Oh, huge. Yeah, any any win in division away from home is massive. And to their credit, again, when it mattered, despite the turnovers, uh, they had to come up with a play. It was 13-all, field goal drive. They got a long completion to Pitts, a little bit more yardage-wise off a few runs, and they were able to kick a... Field goal as time expired. So, yeah. young ho cool. Wasn't pretty and another learning experience for Ritter, but yeah, they would have been happy with some of the movement plays and throws. But yeah, this week, no uh, interceptions, but three fumbles. Mm. Got to lock up that ball, Desi. Come on, Desmond. Take care of it, mate. Bijan, I think, only had one carry. I didn't get to see the whole game here, but injured or come in injured, I don't know. Yeah. But that's not what they need. So, for now, uh, that division. Still wide open, four and three, three and three, all locked up. Only Carolina probably looking on the outside in. Speaking of disappointments, Las Vegas beaten by the Bears, thirty to twelve, and beaten like a drum. Yeah, panel panel beaten. So not looking any better on their side of the fence. The talker and Devontae, um, and how unhappy he was with the targets and the way things are. We know the Garoppolo deal is basically just a loan in, um, but everything there just seems like the wheels are. Slowly but surely falling off as this season gets further and further along. To the Bears, credit to old uh, Tyson Badgett. Last week wasn't a great day for him, but this bloke was a D2 quarterback, undrafted. Comes in, beats out. You know, I think it was PJ Walker might have been there to, to be the number two. Comes in and his first start and wins. Mm. So it's, it's hard enough to get picked up as an undrafted guy from a D1 school. Yeah, exactly. Let alone coming from Division 2. I think it was like Shepherd College or something they said. Hmm. So, huge for him. Did his job. They relied on their line. They'll run heavy. And probably another guy who's been frustrated over his career, had a good game, is Deontay Foreman. 
been at the Texans, been at Carolina, had glimpses and had big games here, there and everywhere, but just never has seemed to be fit enough or healthy enough to, you know, convert on his potential. But big body, physical runner, able to catch out of the backfield, three touchdowns on the day. Relied yeah, on their running game. Big uh, got some turnovers on the flip side. In Las Vegas, old Hoyer, he's a backup for a reason. They kept it simple, one-read options, trying to play through the middle. Tip pick early, threw another one late. They threw O'Connell in, and he basically heaved one up and then threw a late touchdown, but it was all, you know, to no avail. It was just garbage time. This game was well and truly over. Yeah, it was, exactly. So for the Bears, again, I understand, like we said earlier, when you've got the pick of Carolina and you've got your own pick, I honestly would be trying to tank, but, you know, yeah, a couple oh, of yeah, yeah. That's just me. It's funny, isn't it? Knowing How? what's uh, available to you. Like, I know they're going to get a good pick regardless from Carolina's situation, but if I was already in there, uh, yeah, again, I don't know. You can't exactly pull the plug completely, but I don't know. If there's a few guys there that you're not quite sure of or you are sure of, I'd be trying to make sure that I've got two really decent picks this year. Yeah. Because if it's Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. or one of the other courts, just something. I'd like that both in the top five. Yeah. But, yeah, a couple of wins for them now. Um, the field situation, how that plays out. But Jalen Johnson, two late picks and a good day for Bears fans. We haven't had a lot smile about recently. But for Well, not certainly not to start the year, though, didn't For Las Vegas, bar a player like Max Strange, man. Crosby, I don't know what mm-hmm. there is to smile about because Devontae's not happy. Mm. Your quarterback situation is not stable. Your running back's on a franchise tag and can't get a deal done. It's uh, it's not looking too good. There's a little bit going on in, in Las Vegas. At There's the a fair bit going on for the Raiders, but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be very interesting moving forward. But congratulations, like I said, to uh, Tyson Badgett to come in. Eight of 13, third down, zero turnovers. You couldn't be any better in your first start, so... Big ass, but speaking of uh, games that were quite strange, the Browns and Colts, 39-38. Yeah. This was absolutely incredible, but I tell you what, if I'm a Browns fan, and said a lot of it relies on Deshaun Watson, if you're a Browns fan right now, you would sort of like to think that that trade just didn't happen. Yeah. $230 million guaranteed, and so far they've got diddly squat out of it. And Tough to, carry. To be honest, if he played through, whether it is the injury or not early on, they would have lost. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Like he's his throws while he was in the field were deplorable. Yeah, horrible. So I don't know what's going on there, but the thing for them is they've got no power in this situation. This is why a lot of no, people, right. a lot of teams and though. owners, all just blew up when they're like, "You gave a fully guaranteed contract." Yeah, because you've essentially given all control to. You mortgaged player. it. That's right. You so, mortgaged your franchise to him for. You know what was a five year deal. I think it was four or five, two hundred and thirty million fully guaranteed. So the only way to get out of it now is huge dead money, out. pay it all or trade it. No one's trading you for that. Oh, You'd have to give away picks or other bits to make someone take that from you. No one's taking that. But and the sad part is you do that going, all right, this is the right thing for our future, but this defense, I know they lost Chubb, but with Ford and Hunt they've sort of sealed that up with a good doer. They've got decent enough weapons. Like that window's sort of open right now, but the biggest piece that you've outlaid for yeah, if they were going to pay that sort of money, they, they should have absolutely made it non-guaranteed and put a lot of clauses in it to get him to play at a certain level and play a certain amount of games. Well, apparently the only reason he went to the Browns and then he was going to go to the Falcons was because of the fully guaranteed. They said that's the only way to go to Cleveland. So the owner's obviously quite desperate to make something Dodged happen. the bullet there, didn't we? said, yeah, Jeez. full fully guaranteed, we're in. Because, yeah, you guys weren't offering that much, but a decent amount. 
Well, I'm glad that Atlanta held their nerve. Yeah, well, I don't. No, I, well, I think is, this is where we're at. Just town history and franchise. He didn't ask that of you guys, but I think when Cleveland rang up and said, "We'll do anything," the manager, yeah. ba- the manager basically yeah, said, it. "All right, fully guaranteed deal." And they're like, "All right, done." Wow. And then obviously all the scandal come out, and they the owners cop plenty. Um, the husband and wife combo. I remember them coming forward and having a very awkward press conference about it. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. But uh, this was just an odd game. Absolute shootout. The fact that their their defense is. Had some big plays, but also I did not expect them to get chopped up in the run game the way they did. Oh, you're right. Um, I Gardner Minshew, and last week was a bit disappointing, but I definitely know there's more in there, and he proved that this week. Two on the ground, a couple in the air. There was a pick, um, but he's more than serviceable. So run game strong. Taylor carries back up to 18. He was effective. Moss was effective. Minshew ran to it himself. But, yeah, they really troubled what was good defense in the run side of things, but still, Miles Garrett blew up the game. Two strip sacks, one that led to a touchdown. Denzel Ward with a mimic pick, um, just shadowing his man. So they still made some big plays on defense, and they needed to, because this just absolutely turned into a shootout. But yeah, some blown coverages, and just to be beaten so easily on the ground, a bit disappointing. But if anyone's going to be disappointed here, it's their coach, Shane Steichen. He gave away 10 points at the back end, close to half time, just from probably ignorance and being an offensive coordinator. So where they should have probably run the clock out, gone in and taken control, gave away a field goal and a touchdown from essentially free timeouts by trying to have pass plays and go long distance and hand opportunities to Cleveland. Mm. So when you look back at it at the end, um, that sort of finish to the half and start of the second uh, really hurt. Yeah, massively. Massively, particularly when you're giving away points where... You've got possession, clock's on your side. And you're getting the ball back. Can, yeah. So rather than give them that opportunity, and you're in control when you weren't expected to, and PJ Walker's out there, who he ended up doing a pretty good job, mind you, for what he had to do. Um, yeah, it just seemed a bit odd, but really mismanaged that sort of middle period, and there was basically 10 points given away from probably decisions made with play calling. Yeah. And there was a bit of talk afterwards about a couple of calls, but you look at that side of it, and you're just like, well, you don't do yourself any favours there. Yeah. So not great. Yeah, not great, but the Browns, uh, they dodge a bullet. That division of theirs, as we know, well and truly wide open. And, yeah, some some big plays from the defensive side of things. I think Ford now not healthy for maybe a couple of weeks, they're saying. So Curry Munt looks like he's going to have to take control of the backfield. But their defense, again, I know they leaked like a sieve with a run, but still come up with some big plays when it mattered. But, yeah, if you would have told me this was going to be a 70-plus point game, I wouldn't have believed you. No, I wouldn't have either. Quite loose. And for the Colts, they've shut down Richardson for the rest of the season with his injury. They've had surgery. A little bit of talk that part of it is learning from the sins of the past where Andrew Luck, obviously, they pushed and they pushed and they pushed. And yeah. he didn't have that O-line. That O-line came in sort of after him. And then, obviously, they talk about the recycled quarterbacks and what they've had there, probably the sort of thing they should have done for him. I think they're looking at Richardson and going, we don't want a repeat of what we did with Andrew Luck. That's fair. So let's manage it. Let's get him healthy. Let's actually take care of him. We come back next year. Um, and hopefully have more in place to take care of him. So, yeah, yeah Minshew's going to have control for the rest of the season unless he gets hurt by the looks of things. Uh, moving on from that one, Giants-Washington. This was an absolute toilet bowl. <laughs> 14-7. Uh, the Giants, a couple of wins now. But, yeah, I think the sad part here, again, we talk about it, just what you're willing to pay a quarterback or decisions you make, why didn't they just franchise tag? Daniel Jones, rather than give the money they did. Because Tyrod Taylor, 
He's been competent in a few places he's been. Comes in, throws more touchdowns than Daniel Jones has thrown all he's year. He's a pro, right? Like, he's not. He moves as good as what he does. They've got a good defense. They rolled up with six sacks on the day. Like, you look at him and you look at the paychecks and go, really? Yeah. He's Gardner Minshew. Like, we're talking about Gardner Minshew the last couple of weeks. Like, well, they're all like Daniel. Taylor similar, isn't he? Daniel he just Jones comes is, in, does drop. Yeah, like, he's accurate. He moves well. I'm like, well, Tyra Taylor does the exact same thing. Yeah. But you're paying one almost $40 million and you're paying the other one a couple of million. A ham sandwich. Yeah, so, that's right. And again, you had the chance to tag him. Like he changed management. They had no negotiation. Then suddenly they brokered this huge deal. Yeah. Like, who was going to come steal Daniel Jones from you? Well, someone would have, but not for that money. No, and again, under Dayball, offensive coordinator, all things in his favour. Can you coach him or get him to where he got him? Like, There's other parts to this as well, but mm. yeah, they look fine with Tyrod with the steering wheel and Saquon and him linked up well. He also used Waller. Waller, they traded for him with Jones so far. I thought, well, if you've got a weapon like that, you think you want to use him. Yeah. He linked up with him seven or eight times. So It's another one where, how do you move it? Washington, though, you know there's going to be big change. They were bought, obviously, that huge takeover. The Harris Group, Magic Johnson, those guys who own a lot of franchises in sport yeah. um, over there and, and a lot of teams. I think there's no doubt that Riverboat Ron and even Biennemi, like I know he went there. Um, with that opportunity, and there was talk around him taking over or how he didn't get a job earlier. Um, I dare say there's going to be sweeping changes at the end of the year. Oh, I'd be shocked if it wasn't before. Yeah, or well, even still. But yeah, when, when Allen, a guy like Jonathan Allen, who's been really good for them for a long time, they talked to him in the locker room. His comments were pretty blunt. Seven years, I'm sick of this shit. Yeah. Basically, yeah, talking about the place top to tail and everything about it, which is uh, frustrating. But again, you want to talk about turnarounds. Good defensive line, couple of good offensive pieces. Get the right coach in there and make some smart decisions around your quarterback and your offensive line, which is absolutely diabolical at this point in time. Mm. Poor old Howell is on track to be sacked more than any other quarterback in history. Yeah, He's go. 40 sacks in six games. Yeah, ouch. That's uh, not fun when you're just getting pumped. No. But, yeah, they've uh, really, really fallen in the hole really, really fast. And the run upside, I guess, for long-suffering Washington fans is the group that have taken over are obviously – Good at what they do. They've spent money in other franchises yeah. and other sports, and there's certainly going to be a lot of change in the next few years, I imagine. Correct, yeah. And that, that's the that's the key part of this. It's going to take a few years. Mm. That stadium, like just the whole thing about Washington, there's going to be yeah, a shift. All of it. So, yeah, divisional game, tough one to lose, but within this division now, between these two teams, it's the Eagles right now, two clear at six and one, the Giants two and five, Washington three and four. It's basically Dallas yeah. and Bye-bye. Philly. Correct. Racing Dallas, too, friend. I think Dallas are probably more looking for a wild card. I don't know if they'll make up a two-game gap. It'll be the next head-to-head that really decides that, depending on their results in between. Exactly, yeah. But, um, yeah, not a lot riding on this game, unfortunately. I think, right, I think Philadelphia will win that division, and Dallas will be looking for a wild card. And the salt the wounds probably for Washington, as bad as what they were, they had a chance to win on the last play of the game. But McLaurin sort of hit his helmet and hands at the same time that the safety landed on him, and... Not able to catch it on the fourth and five, but yeah. Rough if you're a Washington fan, but for New York, rough start, but now a couple of wins. The Ravens, 38-6. to six. This is the one I didn't see coming. I, I, was, I was keen on the lines. I thought they could get the job done. Yeah, so was I. I didn't think it'd be a blowout. I thought it'd be a close game, but they just absolutely dropped the buzzsaw. Mm. And Lamar, I tell you what, if there was someone who was valued probably for MVP, and I don't know look today, he's still at $9. He's about four or five out. Yeah, it's very good. Obviously. The way they're building at the moment, um, 
yeah, it wasn't like it used to be for them where they'd force the run and everything had to be over the middle. Like, There just hasn't been a lot of talk, has there? Like, if this was Lamar when he won the MVP, yeah. he's probably having a better season this year than what he did when he won the MVP. I think the thing now is they talk them as obviously about the throwing. Mm. This year, all the numbers say that, you know, that side of things improved dra- 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 drastically. There's been drops by receivers, not his throws. He's throwing... Uh, better passes than he ever has in terms of ones that are quality or they have stats about, you know, passes that are at risk or up for interception, etc. like that. All his numbers are through the roof. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just maturing, right? And they mix in the run as well. And I think the other thing, which we talked about before the season, they had a lot of injuries. Mm. A lot of injuries. And ones like the Colts game, which you don't expect. If you would have looked at their IR that week, there's a good reason for that. But they've got healthy. Yeah. And with this team on the field, they've been hearing about Monk and offensive system, it's going to work, it's going to kick, it's going to kick, and we saw the best version of it. They were nine yards per play. Yeah, They absolutely hammered them. It was 28 zip before you knew it. The balance of run, pass, the way they block for him, the way he moves, you know, the way he's throwing the ball, his decision-making, it's improved out of sight. He's a true dual threat. Yeah, It's not all legs now. Like He's as dangerous with his arm as he is with his legs. And that's a scary exactly proposition. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, to have Zay, who's been good for him, OBJ healthy, Bateman, all these guys distribute the ball. He sort of makes up for the loss of Dobbins, the fact that he can use his legs, and their defense is underrated. All metrics say they're a top-five defense that no one's talking about. So everything keeps trending in the right direction. They're probably the quiet one in the AFC right now that's not really been spoken about. Yeah, they are exactly uh, that. We've talked about that division Extremely being a quiet. dangerous division, but yeah, they've sort of just ticked along without much notice so far. So spot on five and two, but yeah, rough for the Lions, and probably proved the point that what happens when you take away the best part of their game, which so far has been built off their run game. Yeah, their run game was non-existent. Pressure on the scoreboard, go down early, and then it puts Goff in a position where he goes back to drop back passing, which is not what they want to do. Mm-hmm. He got sacked. He got hit constantly. Um, they got you know. Some opportunities in the fourth, but basically uh, it all amounted to nothing. They got absolutely obliterated. And probably the one worry for them, Dan Campbell's a bit of a hard man, but they said during the week that he gave them an extra day off because they were a bit beaten up. So I don't know if there's some niggles or some underlying stuff going on there. But Who was that? The Lions? Yeah. They had a I full rest day. I wish I knew that. For Wednesday, it was supposed to be a full practice, turned into a walkthrough because of the amount of injuries or worry oh, they had. Yeah. So um, if they've already got that sort of issue at this point. With a bloke like him who's pretty full on, he must have had some genuine concern about some health. Massive, that, but yeah. they just so the result doesn't really surprise me. Hmm. Walked in an absolute buzzsaw. So positive for them, I guess. For the Lions, another reflection of what we've talked about as well about the strength of NFC AFC. Yeah, so, yeah. You're but always again, wondering. It's just at that level, irrespective of conference division, mm. you, you can't be. Well, well, if, if, off, if, if you, like you said, right? you're 10, 15 cent behind or you're a little bit burnt out for a week or travel or anything like that, you're going to cop it. Yeah. And that's what happened. So real positive signs if you're a Ravens fan, things going nicely. But yeah, bit, a little bit of concern if you're Lions to see that if you're not able to run the ball, the reality. And after a, a lot of positives the last few weeks, more towards the defensive side of the ball, um, not a great day for the defense, that's for sure. So 38-6, punch to the mouth. Pat's Bills, another rude reality check with a team that a few weeks ago, after they gave it to the Dolphins, a lot of people were like, that's the team we're looking for. Uh, but now, 
the London travel there and back a factor, possibly. Yeah, have they got a buy this week? Or? I don't know. Oh, I've, I'd have to look at the buy schedule, but yeah, from London to back here to play the Pats, who have been going absolutely dreadful, it was the best day they had. And I, I guess for them, they probably exposed the weakness at the moment, which sort of talked about this last week. The Bills' defense, if you get behind on the scoreboard and you take out what they've got on the back end with White, Daquan Johnson, Matt Milano, who was sort of the quarterback from the linebacker position, they're very vulnerable. Yeah, very vulnerable. Um, And that's basically what happened here. For the Pats, one big thing this week, a couple of offensive linemen back, they reshuffled their right, their left tackle, a couple of pieces there. They had some semblance of a running game. It wasn't outstanding, but the offense was probably more suited to Mac Jones. They played him under center. Um, they played things more through the middle. They weren't trying to run these out routes or throwing outside the numbers, which is probably not his strength. They only had nine third downs, so they didn't put him in positions where he had to convert a lot. And their defense, which has always been pretty solid or one good side of the ball, did a pretty good job. I had a mini buy. Mm. I had a mini buy coming out of the Jags, which was the London game. Yep. Came back and eked past. The Bill, ah, oh, the Giants. Yeah, that was awful last week. Yeah. That was Josh Allen with some individual brilliance, basically. Correct. But their defense two weeks in a row has sort of been a bit iffy. But to lose to a team here at the Pats, which has been going pretty ordinary. Actually, uh, no, sorry. It wasn't a mini ball. Seven-day turnaround. Yeah. So they got the turnaround, but yeah, they've traveled. Yeah. But Mac, 25 of 30. Those few positives. Don't know how much to read into it um, for the Patriots, just because I... Didn't think the Bills were that great at all, but I think this more speaks. We talk about trade moves. With the injuries they've had, I think they need to get somebody on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I agree. Because right now, that Milano loss is huge. The White loss is even bigger, and Daquan probably underrated on their line. But yeah, if they think that Vons is going to roll back and everything's going to get fixed there, it seems that they rush well when they've got scoreboard pressure and they can rush. When they're playing from behind and they can't take that risk and they're not running the ball and it's all on Josh Allen's shoulders, they're quite exposed, especially on the back end. Yeah. So a trade like the Eagles made for Bayard, if they think they're all in as well, they need to get in the market and do something similar. Correct, yeah. Um, but for the Pats, yeah, again, I'm I'm a fan. I'm sort of looking at it going, I wish we didn't win because I want us to tank for one of these players. But for Bill Belichick, 300 wins. He's only the third coach ever to hit that number. That's incredible. So history continue to be made. But, yeah, some positive changes with their offense that suited him. Their O-line a little bit in the running game. Let's see what they can do next week, I guess. But... The Bills, a little bit of worry because you're talking about, oh, you know, they're up there with the Chiefs, this, that, and the other. It's like, well, if you're losing to the Patriots and you're barely beating the Giants, wouldn't be worried about talking about AFC championships and playing against the Bengals and the Chiefs. No. I think you need to worry about getting out of the division first. Exactly. And, yeah. First job on your list. These two results, along with the Jets sort of stabilizing and Miami sitting there, that job's certainly not done. No, exactly. Hawks, Arizona. Uh, didn't take a lot out of this one. Arizona, again, have been what they are every week. Bloody tough. Certainly not a pushover. Uh, the Seahawks, balance of run pass. But, man, Kenneth Walker's a hell of a running back. Yeah. He's a really good player. Uh, big part of what they did again. In Jigba, first touchdown in the NFL. Big day for him after what's been a bit of a slow start. But, yeah, for Arizona, three turnovers. Plenty of opportunities, but all the turnovers, they could only turn into three points. So they had an opportunity to get the, the Seahawks here, and they basically have done what they've done all year. They've been great value for everybody. Gannon's done a fantastic job, but 
yeah, if you've got three opportunities, good field position and turnovers, and you can't convert it into points, it's eventually going to come back to get you. And the Seahawks did enough. Moved the ball. Uh, a couple of nice plays. The Bobo touchdown and keeping his feet in. Excellent play. A couple of field goals. And, yeah, there wasn't much more to this one. Arizona had more than enough opportunity and the effort was there again. And for the Seahawks, they were just lucky enough that they didn't convert off any of those turnovers. So, Seahawks are a hard one to follow at the moment. Yeah, well, Gino, to be expected, probably not as good as what he was last year to start. No, that's right. But for them, I guess the situation there is they both understood. They signed him to an okay deal, but they can get out of it. Yeah. So no one's hamstrung there. But their draft was good. Witherspoon, massive shot in this game. He's been a great pickup so far. Walker at running back, so they've got some positive pieces. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they do. That's right. But again, like you say, they haven't hamstrung themselves to those deals. No, I think they're one of these teams where it's another building year and then pending for agency and draft, they'll be right back in the thick of things next year if they make the right decisions again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, again, they might be in a position where they think they can get better at quarterback. We don't know. Yeah. See right. what happens. But Arizona, probably the most interesting thing out of this, not just the result, was the news this week that Kyler Murray back in practice and they're talking about playing him and a lot of people around the league thought with the regime that moved on, the deal, physically and out of perform, like there was ways to basically get out of all the money this year, any risk and move him healthy. No wondering if they were going to risk him, but there's a lot of talk that he will play this yeah. week. So interested to see how that plays out and whether that's the way they want to move forward. Mm. Maybe they're happy to risk some of the money and the injury side of things to see that with this new regime and some of the positive signs they've had so far, is he the one to take it forward? Yeah. But up to the coach, I guess, who's in between the four walls and, Changing the culture, which looks like a real positive one so far. Does. And whether he's on board with that or not, only time will tell. Yeah. Pittsburgh Rams, this was a strange one. And Pittsburgh all year have just weirded me out. They've been weird. Because essentially they were behind for three quarters and the Rams were in complete control. And then in the fourth quarter, the fourth down spot was horrendous. I have no idea how that call was what it was. That was ordinary. But they got 11 first downs. 190 yards and 14 points in the fourth quarter hmm. after basically looking like they had zero chance or having no control and getting nothing going offensively in this game. Hmm. Pickett comes to the floor. Pickens makes a big play. Deontay Johnson makes a couple of big plays. They run in three touchdowns. Watt comes up with an interception uh, that puts him in good field position to get one of those. And Yeah, for what seemed like the Rams just controlling it, their front just wore down. And in the fourth quarter, the Steelers just come over the top of them. Yeah. Ran all over him late, didn't they? Mm. It was really, really weird one to watch. But, yeah, the Rams, it's been the same recipe for the most part of the year, like we said. Try to control with the run, time, possession, first down, sustained drives. Nakua had a really, really big day. The, the target share between him and Cup is pretty much the bread and butter. And, you know, they've been able to produce something out of the running game. But no doubt McVeigh would be disappointed to pretty much control things for three quarters and lose the way they did in the fourth. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, they're still another one in the sort of a position where... They're overachieving. While there's been good and there's been bad, I still look at them and think retooling's not a bad idea. So for what you found in Nakua, Atwell doing a bit better. You know you've got Cup. Like, you know, it's, it's more the other decisions. Are you sticking with Stafford and the deal he gave him? Mm. Is it worth paying Donald that money? Like, you're paying the piper already for offloading Ramsey and a couple other contracts. Like, is it worth moving on more or what's your position? Yeah. But, yeah, they've been... Uh, Probably above board. Pittsburgh are one I still can't figure out. They're in a they're in a good position considering what I've seen. I've been awfully impressed, but that is tough, especially on the defensive side of the ball. 
Yeah, that's right, they are. Extremely tough. Mm. KC against the Chargers, like I said last week, Chargers generally have given them trouble, and it looked that way at half time. It was seven and a piece. Threw some punches back and forth at one another. They moved the ball. They were able to run the ball, but same thing, and I'm getting sick of saying it every single week. If Staley's a defensive coach, I don't know what they're doing because they're one of the worst defenses in the league, and it's been multiple seasons now. Yeah, I think the red pen's out between Riviera and Chargers. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah, second half, no Just points. Wait to see who goes down first. D was awful for some reason. Like, they've usually in the past had Derwin heavy on Kelsey and really controlled him. Didn't. Kelsey had an absolute field day. 12 for 180 and a touchdown. It was Mahomes' best day of the year. 424, four touchdowns. He had a pretty ordinary pick, but, you know, Rashi Rice, again, slowly but surely looks like a more reliable option. All their little gadget plays, getting over involved, moving the ball around. Me, Cole, made a big play. Special teams and, and the real factor for them, which has turned up this year, is their defense. Mm. Defense made big plays again, and uh, they've certainly kept things on track while they've been working on their offense. Exactly. But, yeah, looking at the charges, pretty disappointing, and we talk about this week in, week out. When you've got the quarterback on a rookie deal, you need to make smart decisions. And every year it seems like they've bought well or done the right things, but they just haven't got the most out of the situation. Mm. And it looks like it's going to be too late. That Tough contract's going to have to come. Yeah. Um, and then when that happens, you can't go out and do what they've done, buying your Cleo Max and your JC Jacksons and spending up on players and using a first rounder on an extra receiver that you probably didn't really, really need, but you pushed it because of who you got at quarterback. Yeah. That's right, and you're in win-now mode. Looks like, you know, that's all probably going to be going by the wayside, and then you have to start making cutbacks. Uh, yeah. And what's Herbert going to be thinking? He's going to be thinking, well... Mm. That, they yeah. need a new coach. Yeah. It, it'd take a massive turnaround here and then get into, like, an AFC championship or anything for me to change my mind. But if you're a defensive coach, and that's what your bread and butter is, you can't be bottom three or five in every single category. No, you can't be. And make the decisions that they've made. No. And with the talent they've had the last few years and the money they've spent... Your defense can't be this bad. Something needs to change. Something is definitely wrong. So, Chiefs well and truly in control. They're three clear in the division. They're six and one. Um, and again, this is why literally a team we're looking at going, man, they've got to work on their offense. Hmm. So, looking well in control of things in their own division, that's for sure. But for the AFC, keep ticking along with this. And yeah, they might be able to jag themselves the one or two seat again. So, at least looking at home field on the trajectory they're at right now. Yeah, Broncos... Packers, not great viewing, if I'm going to be honest again. Um, a lot of frustration starting to come from Packers fans about screens and checkdowns and sort of the way the offense has been built. And I know I've said some positive things in regards to the fact of Watson and Dobbs and just about the whole offense. The average age is like 24. A lot of these guys, first and second year players, as is love, first year technically starting, there's going to be some growing pains. Um, but yeah, after a couple of negative weeks, I think some Green Bay fans not used to it after almost two decades of Rodgers and Favre. Mm. It is interesting to see them transition out of it. But I mean, yeah, what's their alternative? Mm. See the kid go around and develop him and see if he can fill that void. If not, yeah, you got to get on the merry-go-round and you can see what hopping on the merry-go-round has done to some franchises. So quarterback merry-go-round, that is. Yeah. Um, I think he's been... He's probably over, overachieved in regards to the expectations that I had. 
Well, I think another part of this is there was questions about the floor, and everyone was wrapping him, and how much of it's Rogers, how much of the floor. You get to see what sort of coach he is right now. Yeah. Um, offensively, but if he's playing it safe and people are getting frustrated with what they're doing, well, that's either a reflection of his thoughts of love and where they're at right now and what they've got because they certainly don't have any veteran yeah. or standout receivers. Um, and the, the youth and the group and, yeah, how much time and patience they're going to have with that. Yeah. But for the Broncos, it's been a bad year, but a win here. Yuck. Eat their way out. Probably the biggest thing for them is they're able to run the ball, which they haven't been all year, and that's partly... On Green Bay um, for not doing a good job there. Javonta had his best day. Jaleel, a couple of plays. It was a field goal thon early on. Nine zip, but Cortland Sutton, third quarter, just an outside route over top, 16-3 and late. The Packers come back, a couple of nice touchdowns. The deflection one was crazy on the fourth and two. Sort of a bit of luck there for Jordan Love, but 17-16. They were in control. 52-yarder to take the lead back and... Uh, with a couple of minutes left, Jordan Love uh, come up with a pick, so yeah. had a chance to uh, seal the game. And it's not a team you want to be losing by if you've got divisional aspirations. No, no I aspirations think, in your division, I should say. Yeah, after a positive start to lose to the Broncos with the way they're tracking, certainly uh, yeah. some frustrated Packers fans. But for the Broncos and Peyton, positives in the sense of being able to run the ball. Uh, Obviously, defense, which copped 70 not long ago. There's some positives on that side of the ball, but I don't have a whole lot of hope, especially, again, they're in the Chiefs division. So there's not a lot going to be happening there. They've already far-sailed Frank Clark and Randy Gregory. They were one of the teams, I thought, who might have been sellers, moving a few more pieces out. Time will tell, I guess. Yeah. But a win and uh, the noise goes away for a week. That's right. Philly Dolphins talked about this last week. That that line, which again is essentially dressed up and hidden as their weakness offensively, by Mike McDaniel's brilliance, the running game, the way they draw up plays, could it stand up to this defensive line? And the answer, no. The defensive line overwhelmed them. The offensive line for Philly and the way they run and control things on that side as well, big part hurts even with turnovers. They're able to essentially control this game and win. Hmm. So positives for them and again probably brings up the fact that why they're missing Isaiah Wynn and Tarek Armstead on the line side of the Dolphins their offensive line is pretty ordinary yeah so, yeah exactly and that's going to be the issue the lines are going to be the issue and he's his coaching is essentially masked a lot of that but you come up against a quality D line and they just overwhelmed him yeah exactly they couldn't hide it their running game only went for 45 yards 244 total for a team that's been rattling off four five hundred yards a week mm. so yeah, when your team turns over the ball like Hertz did poorly a couple of times and still control things pretty easily, even though it got back to 17 all. When it got back to that, they just finished them off in the final quarter. But, they did, yeah. Yeah, AJ Brown, phenomenal season by him. They're linking up constantly. Again, they can't stop the brotherly shove. They can't stop the run game. They can't be stopped either side of the lines. And then the trade for Bayard adds to probably the one area that was a big concern. So positives all around if you're a Philly fan this week. Yep, yep. Things Shoring things up. up and the only thing you want is Hurts to clean up the turnovers. Yeah. I think he's almost had more this season than he had all of last year. Yeah, and that comes with off seasons, coaches, yeah, players, video, video, trying to expand on his passing game. Yeah. Um, you know, taking a little more risk, probably maybe not as accurate or as consistent on long throws, but yeah, like you said, they've got both lines either side of the ball. We know they can run, that we know they can throw. Um, that's building nicely. They are. So yeah. tidy up the secondary and stay healthy, and they're in a great spot. And 
yeah, for the Dolphins, I guess, it's probably a look to more what playoff football looks like. Yeah, and exactly. if that's your line and these are the way the games yeah. are going to be played, it's, it's going to be hard to get to the playoffs. So a lot of positives for them so far this year, but a bit of reality check again here in this one. And the last one, because there was three boys this week, was the Vikings 49ers, which I don't think talent-wise it's a surprise for me with the Vikings, especially on offense. Mm. But, yeah, for the 49ers, a little bit messy. Very messy. So after, again, real positive start, Bit of a reality check last week. and Just couldn't sustain anything. Tough conditions, but coming in today, no Debo, a few guys a little bit underdone, but just a little, little bit out of time. Like Purdy threw one um, that was sort of like out in front, which was just like a bad timing play, and then floated the last one when they were in a position to try and get the win. But, yeah, I don't know, playing from behind, a little bit of pressure, things not going your way, and just maybe some small cracks. Yeah, small cracks. Nothing major to panic about, but... The quarterback plays, yeah, still solid. Mm. Just probably getting that balance right. And yeah, when everything's in rhythm and going well, like we said, timing, there was a couple of things. in a lot of long situations, which, you know, helped. Yeah, the other thing, uh, you talk about a part that leads to this side of things and pressure on their offense. Their defense has been easing the pressure on them significantly. They had zero sacks. Vikings held up against what's considered one of the best defensive lines in the league. Cousins played clean, um, and, and while being clean, made good decisions with the ball. And even missing Jefferson, we talk about Osborne, we talk about Hawkinson, we talk about Addison. He came up with some huge plays. And that pick play where Ward stole it off him the first time, then the second time he ripped that at his arms and almost ran it for 50, 60 yards. Big breakout day for him and proven to be a great first-round pick. I think he's only second to Tyreek Hill in touchdowns. Wow. So... Uh, the Vikings were 0-3, now 3-4 and again. I look at them and sort of think, I don't know what you want to get out of the season, and maybe it's time to gear back a little bit. But with the Lions lost and where they're at right now, they've got some room to make up, but the division's certainly not over. Exactly. So yeah, they're not, two behind. Over, but... mm. Two behind, but they have a head-to-head, and they're going to need to keep winning. But, yeah, I guess it's just what they want to achieve out of the season. Um, but, yeah, for the 49ers... Few little uh, cracks in nooks, but probably just shows up again when your defense doesn't get turnovers and doesn't put you in more positive positions and your offense is on the field a little bit more. You expose Purdy a little bit more and their offense without Debo and uh, you know the way it's constructed. Correct hmm. the window, my friend. So five and two. That's where they're at right now. And like we said, after this week, control on both sides now leans with two teams. Philly. Six and one sit atop the NFC for the time being, and the Chiefs six and one on the AFC side of things. The two teams in complete control as it stands, and last year's Super Bowl teams. That's right, yeah. Driver's seat again. But wrapping up on this week, let's look at the week ahead. Kicking off with Tampa Bay at Buffalo. It is a big week for the Bills. Huge. Bounce back. Oh, you'd want to hope so. They're a dollar twenty-three favorite against the Bucks. Yeah, they'll be winning. Need to get a response. We know that the Bucks solid enough for their defense. Not really much of a running game, but yeah, certainly needs to be better from Buffalo, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. I'm like you on the Bills, Eagles against Washington. It's at Washington. I know division games are always tough, but there's nothing that could make me even look at Washington at the moment. Nope, me either. Might be some fire for the division, but. Yeah, dollar thirty three about Philly. I actually think that's a little bit generous, to be honest. 
Absolutely. Minus six and a half. Um, don't know if I go the line, but dollar thirty-three for a multi-value, not bad. Yeah, it's not bad value. Yeah, if you're going to throw a few together. Jacksonville at Pittsburgh, AFC clash uh, for the Jags. Been going nicely against a tough opposition here. Probably not a bad way to gauge things a little bit more. Yeah. For Pittsburgh. Better, better opposition. Mm. Especially defensively. Pittsburgh, this would be an interesting one to see Pittsburgh. Yeah, I guess, again, Jags also got a good defense. So another test of their offense, which I has like been the, Jags in this the real game. problem. But Jags, $1.65 favorite at Pittsburgh. They're 225 outside. Two and a half the line. I'll lean the Jags, but that's a tough one. Yeah, and I'd, I'd cheer those points. Mm. Texans, Carolina, I think they're both off the bye. Um, back into things this week. Texans, Stroud versus Bryce Young. First two quarterbacks taken. Yeah, draft game. Uh, for Carolina right now, I, I you know, I'd still wonder how they're feeling because you're obviously playing the long game, but whether they'd be happy with the extra first that to trade to get up to get Bryce. Not at the moment, they wouldn't. You know, talk originally was I was just going to take Stroud and sit where they were, but... Um, yeah, at the moment, if it turns out over the next couple of years that for the Bears, it might be Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, and you've ended up with Bryce Young. Yeah, could be questionable if things don't pan out, but I like the Texans in this one. I think off the bye, good for both. Yeah, me too. But there's been a lot more positive so far on that side. $1.65 for them. Uh, Carolina Rams. still winless? Uh, pretty sure, yeah. yeah. What price are they? Carolina, uh, two twenty-five. Yeah. Wouldn't shock me. Mm. Wouldn't shock me. The Rams at Dallas. Again, another one who's off the bye. Uh, look at the Rams, like we said. They've been tough so far and solid, but Dallas at Dallas off a rest. You think they'd want to be... You would think so. Punching the yeah, ticket here. Just when you line the two teams up. Yeah. And where they're at. Dallas at home should be winning. Yeah. Defense, hopefully some chance to address things after a couple of injuries and yeah. patch it up, but Dak... Come up with some plays to close out that last game over the Chargers before things finished up. Run game stagnated a bit with Pollard. They've been using him a lot in the past game in CD. Obviously, uh, uttering a little bit that expected to see a little bit more ball. So it wouldn't surprise me if all those things were better this week. Hmm. But dollar thirty-three Cowboys. The Saints at the Colts. This one started off. It looks like a pick'em, but it's split now. The Colts slight favourites at home. This is a tough one. Like the Colts have been good nuisance value. They've had one bad week. The Saints have probably lost a couple. They should have won and won a couple. They probably should have lost. Yeah, I'll be going New Orleans. Uh, must win for them. It is a must win. I'm going to go Minchu Mania. Mm. Going with the Colts at $1.84. The Battle of New York, the Jets and the Giants. Hello. That defense has certainly been holding up. Wilson hasn't been making mistakes, and they've really been leaning heavily into that. Is it Tyrod? Is it Daniel Jones? I don't know, but they look semi-competent last week. Their defense came back to the party. Six sacks. The Jets have a shit offensive line, so that's obviously up for grabs again. But if I was going to back one of the defenses, I'd say the Jets are better off there. I'd say the Giants are slightly better on offense, but overall, I think I'll give a slight edge to the Jets. Yeah, I'll be going Jets, yeah. $1.67 for the Jets. Divisional matchup, the Patriots against the Dolphins. Didn't expect the result last week, but mm. I find it really hard to think they're going to be able to stop Miami. On both ends, yeah. So This will be interesting. See how Miami bounce back and whether the Patriots are... And it's at Miami, so... Mm. It's not the Patriots wor- always struggle in Miami. Oh, 100%. I know it's not the worst time of the year, but uh, the heat-wise, but still. Miami at Miami. They're twenty. I think that's very short. 470, the Patriots, 9.5. But yeah, I- I'm not reading much in the last week, no. if I'm being honest. I 
the Dolphins, McDaniels, they, they, this could get over. But let's see if they can back it up two weeks in a row, particularly on offense. But yeah, Falcons, Titans. Falcons, tight one last week. Titans, like we said, potential here. There was talk that Tannehill was going to be out and they're going to share the quarterback job between Levis wow. and Willis. Bayard traded. Um, they always have a red-hot go, but this is a chance here for the Falcons. Absolutely. Similar deal. Huge game for the Falcons. To try and take control of their division or at least maintain the position they're in at the moment. Uh, they're $1.69. Titans, two eighteen at home with two and a half the line. Always a tough out, but... Yeah, it's certainly a big week for them. You like the Falcons? Yeah. Speaking of divisional and big games, Packers off that disappointing loss coming into Minnesota, who most people would have looked at and gone, ah, it's only Carolina and Chicago, but now they beat the 49ers. So hmm. divisional game, huge. It's at Green Bay. It's a pick em right now, but if that's the BB gun offense they're going to be running, I, I like Minnesota. Yeah, me too. eighty-eight. So $1.88. So, sorry, pick them, but now it's dollar eighty-eight. So slight favourite at Green Bay. Generally a tough place to go, but Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore. So different Green Bay to be heading into. Cleveland Browns, Seattle, another good game. Browns more than likely no to Sean lost forward this week. Kareem Hunt will be leading the backfield defense. Surprised last week how they played, but made some individual plays. Seattle um, and Geno up against this defense. I think I'll, I'll lean the way. Of Cleveland. Yeah, I'll be going with Cleveland. Cleveland are $2.30 outsiders, so haven't looked at the injury list just yet. I'd, I'd like to maybe double-check. That seems a bit generous. It, yeah, it does. So might be a few more on the injury report that we don't know about. Speaking of cracker matchups, the Bengals versus the 49ers. 49ers off a couple of disappointing games coming into the Bengals who won a couple before the bye. More time for Joe Burrow to get healthy, but heading into San Fran. Tough place to go. Massive. Um, Huge game. You know, I, I sort of like Bengals. Yeah. I think good confidence build, good rest week coming into it. Um, I certainly don't think it'll be an easy out. I think their record there is like, you know, they're on a win streak at home and regular season mm. at San Fran. But $3.11 for Joe Burrow, I don't mind that at all. Yeah, tough game. So hard to take the outsider, but... 49ers, $1.37. Yeah, I I might go the upset value there. I'll take some points on the start. Ravens, Arizona, as much as I know, they've been great nuisance value. If the same version of the Ravens rolls into Arizona this week, that could be anything. That is spot on. It's in the dome. um, Perfectly suits the way the Ravens play. They're $1.22. Could be lit up. Mm. Chiefs, Denver. You'd usually used to say that's a great divisional game, but the way Denver's been playing and what... The Chiefs dished up last week. This also could be a cricket score. They're a dollar twenty-three. Certainly going with the Chiefs. Not much hope on yeah. that side of things for the Bengals. Chicago versus the Chargers. Like the Chargers dish up what they did last week. They might bloody lose to the Bears for Christ's sake. But wouldn't like to think so. Dollar twenty-one favorite at home. The Chargers. It's a must-win. Yeah, it's no longer the division. It's wild card or That's nothing. Yeah. So Need wins. To start winning. Wins are paramount. That is a must win. And to close things out, Monday night football, it's the Raiders up against the Lions. Similar deal. Uh, the hole there fell in. I don't know who's playing quarterback this week, but the Lions, I don't expect that two weeks in a row. No. So, no, I mean, either, but they stunk this week. With where the Raiders are at this point in time, I have no confidence in them. I've certainly had a lot more confidence in 
Detroit, and so do the bookies. They're a dollar twenty-four favorite. Yeah, we are. So that is the week that is upcoming in the NFL, my friend. And speaking of American sports, MLB is about to come to a close. Yep. So who's in the uh, Texas? Went through. Uh, they won the ALCS. And so the Rangers. Texas Rangers, yep. And the Arizona Diamondbacks won the uh, NLCS. Both game sevens, which is very rare. Mm. They'll now play in the World Series, which would be good. The NBA kicked off today. Yep. Nuggets had a win. So Nuggets over the, the Lakers. Suns played the Warriors. I only no, saw I the halftime score. I didn't see that. So I don't know how that ended up, but Suns had a lead at halftime. Yeah. Big year. Celtics made some moves. Yeah. Celtics. Nuggets uh, right there again. Equal favourites. The Bucks made a move, got Lillard. A lot of people talked about the Lakers and some of the slight moves they made. It seems like a pretty well-contested year, I'd say. Yeah, it does. But, yeah, certainly I think the moves as a Celtics fan are on the Celtics side of things. Um, getting to a point where they've sustained it for a long time being sort of a top four, but got to have to make a move at some point. Absolutely. So the one I'm really interested in watching, and again, watched it more and more of it since having been there, is OKC. Really good young players, 1,000 first-round picks. I think at some point, like it's one thing to be waiting and picking players, but when you're winning games, you're sort of a mid-tier team. The, the only way you're going to get a player is by trading some of those picks. Yeah. So I don't know if this is the year they pull the trigger and package some stuff together and try and bring in a veteran or a bigger name to go with Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Chet Holmgren, and Josh Giddy, But, yeah, they have a ridiculous amount of first-round picks. They do. So they're one I'm certainly watching with interest. But all happening in the American sports side of things. But that's us for another week, Boxhead. It is. So everybody, again, if you're uh, with us, thanks for getting on board. If you're one of our listeners that's come over from the fifth and last and you're enjoying it, share it with other friends that love the NFL, rate and review on iTunes, support the show, share it, and hopefully things keep on growing. But for now, enjoy your week.